0: leaving a legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the top deck app every friday you can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leaving a legacy
1: magic is power. You, you know you know like when you were a kid and like you were crying and your parents said like i'll give you something to cry about. like that's wizards right now
0: Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've gotten a little self-conscious about the intro, Jerry, I have to admit. Um, Oh, yeah? Someone said the other day they were shocked when they found out that it wasn't like a pre-recorded intro that we just like spliced into the episodes because... (laughs) Everything is the same every like week to week. So now I'm I'm worried that I'm going to mess it up.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm actually shocked it's not a recording, and I see you do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 how consistent you are, Pat. You're yes. you're, you're my rock. I, <laughs> I built this church of magic on the rock of Pat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I've only been on for 250 episodes or so, so I we I think we got it pretty much nailed down there.
1: Just don't ever mess it up, ever.
0: <laughs> so did you play any Legacy this past week?
1: Uh, I did not. I was holding out because I knew the banned and restricted list was coming today, yep, which is a draw, We'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, just I didn't really feel like playing a lame duck format that I knew wasn't going to actually exist in a couple of days. So I did not yep. actually play any Legacy this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I got a chance to obviously watch a lot of legacy, and I get to play some uh, some webcam games with one of our patrons. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and we played uh, we played two rounds. I was playing blue red delver, and he was on. Uh, let's see. The first one was against. He was playing D and T, and then the second set of matches he was on miracles, and I, I got two would both games. It, like the the D and T ones were were pretty fun. The miracles ones are very close, but. Um yeah it was great just to to shake off the rust a little bit and play some magic so and and again it just proves my point that how much i more how much i prefer webcam games over <laughs> over playing magic online so yeah
1: cuz when you rage quit you can just hit the power button and then you're
0: done <laughs> i said oh i'm sorry man i'm losing connectivity here i guess we got to end uh... these games i just like i just like flashed my hand in front of my yeah. webcam a little bit but no, it list- was great
1: to our listeners at home don't fall for it that's pat's go to line when he uh, <laughs> when he wants to go sulk
0: <laughs> yeah no it was we had a great time um, yeah it was it was awesome so shout, shout, early shout out to Gary uh, for that we had we had fun um, but uh, you know I kind of uh, allude, uh, I kind of talked about it in the the pre-show here but I got a chance to commentate on the legacy double Dash last week uh, Jerry yeah. uh, straight up straight up just like left me left <laughs> me. Like, like a girl at prom just leaving her date behind. So that that felt pretty good. Uh,
1: I felt so bad, Pat. I wanted to do it with you, and then I'm like, "Yeah, this sounds great." And then my boss is like, "Oh, hey, by the way, you have to moderate the the web sessions at <laughs> yeah, the exact sounds- same time that the double dash was taking place." <laughs>
0: that sounds like a fate worse than hell. Honestly, moderating a work like a work webinar. So I I I, I do feel bad for you on that. All I had to do was hang out and watch uh, some legacy matches. So. I had the better end of that one for sure. Uh,
1: I got to listen to college students whine about how they couldn't get the right link to get logged in. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: uh, so I don't want to kind of bury our guests more than we already have, but we have uh, Tim Schultz on. Hey, Tim, how's it going? It's Woo! going great. Thank you very much for having me on. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, so, t- so Tim uh, reached out and invited us on to, to commentate uh, this past week for the Legacy Double Dash. And, and I had seen a lot about it on Twitter. Uh, you know, Because the legacy community on there is really tight And I think we generally like to really Highlight and support people who are creating Some awesome content for everyone Um, I got to, I got to see a lot of retweets I think from Julian uh, primarily uh, About the Legacy Double Dash And uh, so when they asked me to come on I was super excited I hadn't got a chance to check out any of the streams yet But uh, we had a really good time We were on for a couple hours And uh, we got to see some 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 really like crazy bonkers games. Uh, we can go into that later if we want, but I'll, I'll send a link in the show notes too of the uh, of the matches we we got to watch. But um, Tim, thanks thanks for coming on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about like the creation of the uh, the Legacy Double Dash and
2: the impetus for it? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a primarily a Legacy player, and uh, Star City Games did a uh, team non-unified modern, and there were Team Burn, Team amulet and I was like oh that would be the coolest thing to do and legacy is to take team storm and put it together Mm -hmm. and there's big names so I was thinking okay that's what we have to do and so I put together a roster of a bunch of bodo grinders and just top-notch legacy players I was trying to form teams of three Mm -hmm. and I I was playing around with it playing around with it and I was coming up with like excellent players and then there's like two go-tos and then like four more that were awesome mm-hmm. and so i narrowed it down into 16 teams and uh, uh 32 players which was impossible difficult i actually used uh, a matrix from work to kind of <laughs> rank and sort and, and pick champions and then i mean it's just these are players that if you sit against a, sit across the table from at a gp you know you're in trouble.
0: So you basically had to do like a like a fantasy football draft of all Hall of Famers, is what you're saying? Yeah, and it, it was impossible. And, so and you picked th- all the Patriots players. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Oof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that joke, but it's <laughs> no, you humorous. don't. But I can tell I can tell
0: Tim does just by the pain in his face. <laughs> So, so one one thing I noticed when we went on is one of the one of the slides you have you had pictures of all the legacy players, and for for people who I mostly know through Magic Online, I can name probably I would say eighty percent of them without even without, without even having to think, and they were all just murderers on there. Like you got some phenomenal Magic players on there.
2: Oh yeah, and then uh, since the double dash kicked off, I think uh, double dash competitors have won three of the ptqs or pptqs Mm -hmm. like i mean they are just wrecking it so they they were already big names like jpa he's everybody knows jpa Mm -hmm. and then he takes down a a great big pptq or the pt i don't know he's pro tour qualified (laughs) or something now yep but i mean these guys are putting up results after results so i am incredibly grateful to all of our uh, contestants or competitors however they'd like to be classified. It's been uh, a real joy for me to have them on. We had uh, Cyrus versus Bryant as a uh, kind of a grudge match. Mm -hmm. And that is the, the, I mean, that's what we were looking for, right? I mean, you've got the best Ant player and the best Tez player going head to head. And I mean, it... I could see a few more of those in (laughs) our bracket spins, right? We might.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's fantastic. So um,
1: yeah, Yeah. just, just everyone wants to know who
2: won. Uh, Bryant uh, spoiler alerts. (laughs) <laughs> that's how that works right
1: yeah uh, give the spoiler br- br- and then say the spoiler <laughs> that's just called being mean
0: <laughs> so um uh, one thing i want people to do guys who are you know guys and girls who are listening to the podcast right now go to twitch and make sure that you subscribe to twitch.tv slash cubed s-c-h-u-l-z-c-u-b-e-d I'll have the link in the show notes as well so you guys get notifications when these go live. But when are you typically str- – I know we used to do this on Thursday. Is that – is it usually every Thursday or how does that work for you guys?
2: Uh, yes. It's uh, Thursdays at 5. We go off. Um, so next week, we've got uh, Lands versus depths. So that that is another match that I'm excited for. We're going to have the conclusion of the uh, four-color Snoko versus Ant. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for some good high quality magic, that's where you want to be.
0: <laughs> so I'm assuming our friend uh Tom Hep is gonna be playing uh depths on Thursday. Yes. Awesome.
2: Yeah. It'll be uh Tom versus Ali or Albert, and then um it'll be Curtis versus uh Casey. Nice.
0: Okay. Very awesome, very awesome. And is and this also, Curtis uh, as in as in Curtis from uh what's his what's his magic online handle?
1: Uh, is it, not Grizzle Dad. Is it no, Grizzle no, no. Dad? It's, no, that, uh, Yeah, yeah, it no, is, it's it is Grizz- Grizzle Dad, right? Versus, it's, no,
2: it's Grizzle something. Yeah. Uh, now I can't remember what it is.
0: <laughs> uh, I assume it's Curtis for our Curtis, right, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, it's that's what Curtis. I guess. Yeah, okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, Um, but yeah, also Grizzle Brand. Yeah, Grizzle Brand. Um, we gotta bury the lead too also uh the double dash series is uh has banned companions too haven't haven't you
2: well we locked in all of our deck lists before so before the uh the set
1: was released yeah,
2: yeah, so everybody submitted deck lists we locked in so that way you wouldn't change during brackets and then a chorry release, and I was thinking, God jeez, that seems like poor timing. The meta <laughs> shifted so much, and so I started making jokes like the first week they're like oh where, where's, where's all the companions and i was like oh you know this is the post band meta and then
1: <laughs> and then it turned know, out to be true yeah that is <laughs> yeah. quite
0: salient uh, so it, it's funny because i i saw julian was typing in the chat because so we're, we're we're streaming and stuff and you know jerry would know this if he was there but um yeah. but we're, we're talking to chat and you guys have for you know by the way like a really lively awesome chat but uh, Julian Canal was in the chat and he was saying, you know, it's funny because uh, this meta game be- be- was very relevant. Ecoria <laughs> came out, became irrelevant, and then because he's like, likely because of bans on Monday, it becomes immediately very relevant again. So it's quite the roller coaster ride. <laughs> oh boy! So, so tell us, can you tell me a little bit about like like the the creation of the Legacy Double Dash? Tell us, you know, kind of why you wanted to do it and. Um, why you pick the format that it's in? Because it's sort of unlike anything I've seen. Uh, uh, these legacy, you know, these legacy super leagues sort of do.
2: So this was an invitational tournament. I wanted kind of the best of the best players, and we achieved that with our matrix. We went through each deck, ranked it on uh, meta share percent, which is how Holgak made it in there. That's not mm-hmm. really a, a deck that exists anymore, but I was putting it back together in January, February, trying to narrow down my deck lists. And so we got our uh, deck lists and then we got our roster of players and the, the format for the top 16 bracket was designed. We uh, initially were going to do a kind of a March madness style thing. And Mm -hmm. legacy is a format that is seeing less and less support from the big names. There's no legacy GPs announced star city games dropped them. And you see people like uh, Missouri MTG is throwing all these big legacy tournaments, legacy, has a huge following, and it's the format that I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to put the additional content out there. I was uh, inspired by the uh, Legacy Premier League that Julian Knob puts on, and so I was looking to kind of provide some similar content. He did his in the fall this past year, so Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I I can't wait till the fall. (laughs) And so I'm trying to put on a a lesser version of that. So with the inspiration that I, I took from there and the desire for more legacy content, especially with no uh, no major tournaments, I kind of wanted to award these uh, best deck. So I was like, okay, this is 2020's best deck. Mm-hmm. And coming out of the Swiss, Snoko hadn't lost. So it was looking like they might be going. And then Ant comes in with the Cyrus match, and he pulls it out by casting gosh i don't want to give away spoilers but <laughs> you guys should have seen it so it's on you, you he pulls it there, out man
1: by,
2: um natural storm count to tendrils off of massacre i mean it was just four color stoko massacre go i was like Whoa. so i mean it, we, we got to see some of the the coolest plays i mean the elves versus Hogak, Julian was one card away from getting mailed out with hedron crabs. Yep, uh, I mean, it's just awesome. been, <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: awesome. <laughs> uh, some great, great moments. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so a couple, a couple decks that on, uh, excuse me, a few decks that were on here that I was surprised uh, were elves and goblins. So were the, was goblins <laughs> like an include, uh, just for the fun of it or like was that actually a big enough deck in the meta to to warrant it's being in the top 16
2: um Marcelo actually won nationals i think Brazil nationals with the the goblin's deck and goblin like he won Eli has been putting up some serious results i mean he's just four winning everything mm-hmm. and so um Newton went on a 28 game tear or something wow um when we were putting this together so he had come up with so, there's the Elves deck as it exists normal, and Newton actually put a spin on it where he um, cut the Nettle Sentinels for uh, Elvish Reclaimers. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gave him a little bit of a toolbox, made sure that he had his uh, Gaia's Cradles, and he put up some insane results in the last quarter. So, Elves is kind of a, a cornerstone deck. DNT, Elves, Goblins, those are like classics. You could mm-hmm. not include them. So,. Those made it in for that. Uh, I, love that. The, I love that, by the way. I thought that was great. But And then we got some things that were larger meta game shares when we put it together, Hogak and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I probably could have had four more kinds of Delver, but if I had four more kinds of Delver, <laughs> we, we, we'd kind of stretch out the other meta. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I couldn't skew it too good for lands because I, I am biased and I have to try and stay as unbiased as possible. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, so uh actually I'll
0: just run down the, the sixteen decks in the in the double dash so people will know about it. So uh starting with uh with the first bracket, we'll just go through all four. It was Snowco, Ant, Reanimator, and Blue Red Delver. And was this both kinds of reanimator or is it primarily black red or
2: Um they actually split. We had oh, okay. um Jax go for the uh blue black delver and then Eric Landon with his signature uh red black.
0: Okay. Um, We also have Grixis, Delver, Eldrazi, uh, TES, and Sneak and Show. Uh, We have Elves, Hogak, Lands, and Depths, and then finally in the final bracket was Miracles, Dredge, uh, Death and Taxes, and Goblins. So, uh, really just a great, like, uh, overall field for for the decks here. It's pretty awesome.
1: I feel like if you were making a Legacy Gauntlet, like, that's kind of pretty much what you would have. 100%, right? um, Yeah, I mean, like, Hogak and Goblins might be, like, questionable flex slots but they're they're those are fun choices to have in any meta 100 100
0: um and so <clears throat> tell us a little bit about like producing the double dash because i know it, it was great because um uh myself and jonathan got to just sort of basically watch these matches and commentate and really he i told everyone who's like oh the it was great to watch you did a great job i told him you know but, Jonathan carried me the entire event I just got to kind of sit there and make jokes and, and have fun right like basically the same way we do this podcast it, it, I told well, I told that, him,
1: that's that's why I didn't show up Pat like after carrying those those dumb college students <laughs> last thing I wanted to do was log on and just carry carry your ass across the finish line no, it was it was great
0: well we had a ton of fun um he was he was very very kind to me um, and uh, but he was he was just a great observer of the game and just Phenomenal, phenomenal. It was, remind, reminded me a lot of Zach. Honestly, the way Zach sees uh, sees uh, legacy matches. So, but so tell us about producing it because we, like I said, we got to just sort of sit, watch, and enjoy the matches. And you did all the work behind the scenes. So tell us about sort of producing it. You know how much time you have to put into it and how challenging that can be.
2: Uh, it's it's insane. I, uh, a bunch of people can put in moto and then uh, stream a little bit. And setting up a stream takes a, a little bit of work. And then I was thinking, okay, it'll be that. And all I have to do, since I'm not playing, I'll get to focus in on it. And it is, uh, it's difficult because I'm trying to pull in screen captures from multiple Hangouts and mm-hmm. all these different entrances. And everybody's got their own different uh, moto setup. So I've got to change my snips every single time. Every player does. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a, uh, a difficult process. I was warned. Thought I understood and was still wrong, so people said it's harder than you think. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I get that. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put some extra time in on the weekends, and it's weekends, lunch hours after work. It's wow. been, it's been a lot of fun. But uh, we got uh, trophies today. Came in the mail, so all first really? and second place trophies are here. Um, they're not inscribed yet. I don't have that much foresight, but. Uh, <laughs> It's been crazy getting our uh, our sponsors. So mm-hmm. plugging uh, Card Hoarder and Cardboard Live, our partner. I mean, Cardboard just... Live.
1: That's Ca- wow. how you do it, Pat. It's Cardboard <laughs> Live. Oh yeah, right, right. Sorry.
0: Yeah, Wilson and James are are very good friends of ours. Wilson's actually been up to a bunch of the uh, the Leaving Legacy Opens that we host up in uh, up outside of Boston here. So yeah, he's a, they're both great friends of ours. We love we love those guys, and I love to see you guys uh, in a partnership with Cardboard Live. They're fantastic.
1: Yeah, also a fun fact: John Williams composed the "Cardboard Live" uh, <laughs> his, uh, jingle. <laughs> his his shortest his shortest uh, composition to
0: date. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cardboard <laughs> Live.
0: <laughs> so, so that's so you got some sponsors. Uh, so the, the the way the trophies work, are they going to be awarded to the the deck that places in first, or will they be given to the actual pilots? How's that going to work?
2: So th- there's uh, two identical trophies given to the team that wins. So whichever gotcha. team wins, they get their, their uh, bragging rights and their trophies.
0: I hope the second place trophy is significantly smaller, like comically smaller than the first place trophy. Is that is that how it works
2: out? Th- there's only trophies for the winners.
0: Oh, I love that even more. Your first more. or last. I love that even more. <laughs> you said two trophies. I assumed it was first and second,
2: but I love that it's just the first yeah. place. No, <laughs> even two trophies, went, went, each first place placed team gets the trophy nice nice you're not
1: gonna gonna have the two winners play a grudge match to see who's the better uh pilot
2: (laughs) i hadn't thought of that i uh i'll mention it in the discord see what we uh, what we get you know
1: you do instead (laughs) just take a pool stick and break it in half and toss each of them a half (laughs) (laughs) that's all you can decide
2: that's fantastic but Jonathan Zuckanic, we've said his name a couple of times. Watch Wolf ninety two has just been spectacular. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, well, anybody who wants to commentate can come in from the from the pool. I got a hotshot team pool, and then uh, it's like, oh, would you mind coming in? And I was just going to try and use him as supplemental, and he's mm-hmm. just been the cornerstone of the whole production because it's like, oh, well, I'll commentate any match that we don't have people for. Mm-hmm. That was not happening I <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well it, like you said with with production like how much how much time and what, what was cool was like oh like you know if I can't see the the dredge graveyard you you are the hogak dra- graveyard rather you pulled it up immediately for us on the screen so it was really nice to have that sort of really fast responsiveness to make it better for the for the casters too
2: yeah but john is incredible when it comes to legacy there's uh mm. I think the second week we had the hogak versus eldrazi and he was going, he had, John saw the line for the Eldrazi player to, with an empty graveyard on his upkeep, blink his thought not seer to mill the ho, or to make the Hogak player draw a card out of his empty library. <laughs> and it was just like advanced plays and he's just spectacular. Yep. Jarvis has been in the booth a lot. I, I owe a lot to Jarvis as well. He's been kind of, uh hey Jarvis, what do you think about? So, I mean, it, it's really a family. These guys are all great. So so grateful to have them it's it's it's
0: so awesome one of the things that i've I've learned about the legacy community is that they're very willing to give they care they're super passionate about the format and very willing to give their time um to to make uh the format more visible and accessible for other people and it's so great i loved I love to hear that about the about people that we that we like and admire.
1: Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, so people can catch it on, on Thursdays. Is there anything else you want to kind of talk about, like, ab- about the Double
1: Dash itself? Is there going to be a Double Dash 2? <laughs>
2: um, d- depending on the success of this one, the first week out, there were um, a couple of players who reached out to me and says, hey, what about this team? Could you do me for this team? And I had to tell them, like, yeah, actually, I had you on my spreadsheet on that deck, but I, I, I had to limit it somehow. Yeah, so of course. Um, this year was kind of our, our trial year. If we stand the test of fire and our sponsors say green light, we, we would definitely do one next year, kind of uh, maybe a 12 a month thing. Every year we'll do a best deck, mm-hmm. expand the uh, pool to maybe a top 32 and have a additional seating time that maybe isn't streamed. And we'll get the, uh, the competition a little bit tougher.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um,
1: all right, my goal is to now make it onto team stasis <laughs> Team stasis is uh the goal. You're not gonna be on stifle not Jerry. I'm shocked uh stifle not a good standby <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh. <laughs> yeah. I think what you I just want to bring is that, uh, I just
1: want to bring that riveting viewer experience of stasis. You, <laughs> you need
0: to send that matrix to everyone who didn't make the cut and be like, you need to work harder to make it in the double dash. <laughs> That's what I would do. Is like, if you have, there's nothing more like devaluing to a per, like to a person's ego than saying, you, like these are the amount of percentage points better or worse you, you are than the next person above you. Oh my god,
1: I'd I'd rather come in 152nd place than ninth place. <laughs> ninth like, place ninth place is worse than 152nd.
0: What, one of my favorite <laughs> ongoing internet memes were what, like that well I guess it was an internet meme I should, I should rephrase this. One of my favorite ongoing jokes that ESPN used to do was take the Madden players who were ranked the, like given the worst overall scores at Madden and had them like, like gave them to the players and on camera made them read their scores and it's like someone gets like an agility of, of like 15 and they're like I'm a professional athlete I know how to like walk I'm not going to fall over my own feet it was it was so I wish someone like I'm sure Connor can figure out how to super cut all those together and put it on the Facebook page uh, because he's 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 our resident bad boy Uh, but yeah it's like it was so funny and that's all I can think of Is like like if I'm on that board it's like oh oh I I'm I have a. I'm a 15. I'm a 15 overall, and like, and you look at like someone like, like out of you know, how many? A hundred. A hundred. So like you're like you're like a 15. You know you're a 15. Like the best players are 99s. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was. It's. Uh, it's great. It's great. So so Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. You said you play. You, you know you you love Legacy. Tell us about like
2: what you do for Magic. Like what you play. How you got involved in the game. So I love Legacy. I love Legacy Lands uh, specifically. Um, we were actually forbidden from playing magic growing up. I wasn't allowed to play. So of course I had some cards and we played anyway, but like couldn't get caught and, uh, went to college. My roommate was huge into magic. He says, Hey, he says, you should, uh, you should play. There's a double header, a double headed giant thing that the dorms putting on. I said, okay. I said, I have no cards. I said, I know the rules. And so he gives me a, um, a legacy Soul Tide Reanimator deck, um, uh, Supreme Estrad. And he, uh, so I get that. And he says, what format is it? And the guy running the tournament says, oh, don't worry about it. Just play with whatever you have. So <laughs> he was on Stifle Knot. I was on uh, yes. Soul Tide Reanimator. <laughs> and we we wound up taking down the tournament. So... <laughs>
1: That's I. That reminds me. I went to a casual tournament that was a uh, play whatever you want, double-headed giant, and I played tin fins, and my my partner played sixty counter spells. <laughs> <laughs> we won that tournament.
0: <laughs> Oh, there's some poor sap who's like brought his like oh, his we 60 card like, like draft chaff deck dude, in a rubber band. Oh,
1: we like played against like a pair of nine year olds with like 90 card elf decks. <laughs> 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 I'm just like turn turn one, Grizzlebrand, draw 14 cards, go for the tendrils. Don't worry, my 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 colleague here has double force backup in case you do have anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing.
1: Uh... <laughs> But yeah, those tournaments are great. Those so, tournaments
0: so, are great. So, what year was this, Tim? You said it was pre Inistrad. So, where does that put us? I don't know. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't even know what year Inistrad came out. I, 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 I want to say it was from the game during then. So,
2: 2010. Because I know we pulled a snap in our uh, prize pool, so it was either right at or. But he's like, I, I think I traded that to him for um, a blood chief. Whatever the the format of Bloodsheep Vampire was, I, I traded it. Nice. Uh,
1: in was, like, oh. was released September thirtieth of two thousand and eleven.
2: Oh, okay, okay, so I guess it was two thousand eleven.
0: All right. Yeah. So all right, so you you played with uh, some some a little bit of Legacy there. Did you immediately get back into playing regularly? Did you find a like a local game store? How did that work out for you?
2: Nope. Uh, played casually on uh, Cockatrice for a few years, and then I was down in Texas local game store had a star city games 1k. So I brought a modern legal deck, got wrecked. And then I just started absorbing all the content I could, I could not handle losing that much. Uh, <laughs> there were nine players and I came in dead last.
0: <laughs> Didn't you just like say, I told you, ninth place,
1: ninth <laughs> place, worst place.
2: <laughs> and, uh, I started building a blue, black reanimator deck because I remembered how strong that placed. And, uh, I was looking up some of the legacy stuff. I saw the lands deck, and I was like, ooh. So one of the things that I liked about it was that it allows me to break one of the fundamental rules of magic. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can play one land per turn. It's like, okay, well, no. So second land per turn, second land per turn. That that became my new favorite. And so I kind of became a a lands player. I played in a couple of the team trios, and I was nervous going into it. So I got some coaching with Jody Keith, and I went uh, eight and one in day one. On my team and mm-hmm. our team did not make day two wow so i played in carried the that uh wait
1: carried that weight <laughs>
2: but i played in the classic the next day and i made top eight I actually played jody in the mirror and it was just i mean the lands deck was just incredible for me so i've been uh, a lands player i played infinite games of lands it's just that is magic at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> lands mirrors. Everyone says, oh, if you could play one match for the rest of your life, there's all the rug delver players like a oh, rug delver mirror, L- lands mirror. <laughs> Jesus. It's not one sided, but it's skill intensive and it feels yeah. like the most interactive. You've got the tools to beat the other player mm-hmm. and you've got the ability to win. So it's mm-hmm. just oh, it's so much fun.
0: <laughs> so now are you a lands player
2: who has like a fully foiled out deck? Come on. I, I am not. I okay. uh, <laughs> I like the original arts, so I've got um, original art printings of everything, uh, not beta duels. And then uh, when I lived in Texas, my house actually flooded, so all of my Magic card collection went under about seven foot of water. Oh. And I threw out almost all my modern stuff. I kept a couple of my more expensive cards in my lands deck. I left out to dry, and I was pulling cards out of sleeves they were crumbling so i left them i dehumidified them i tried to save them and i went to play the team tournament i was just going to cut them out of the sleeves and double sleeve it and i said look they don't come the first one came out i was like oh this is great so i have the ugliest smelliest but sleeve playable land deck you have ever seen (laughs) that is
0: awesome Uh, that's the complete opposite that's great that's awesome
2: (laughs) that is fantastic Uh,
1: the, the, is a, a tabernacle part of that?
2: Yes, I have a, uh. an Italian tabernacle that's uh, missing a little bit of paint on the front.
1: <laughs> just just a wee bit of paint. Just needs a wee bit of paint.
2: <laughs> they, they, uh, they held the rotor pretty well, so they're in <laughs> sleeves anytime somebody says so oh, yeah. I was like oh smell this you know talking
1: like, oh. uh, talk about pack fresh
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome
0: so i love decks that have a character like that i mean you know i don't i can't say i've heard of a story that drastic where you're like oh yeah this is under 7 feet of water uh but that's that's really great cuz uh, uh, legacy players out of i think out of almost any other like format really uh take a lot of pride in putting their decks together so uh, yeah,
1: that's that's fantastic. Also, you'll never be tempted to sell out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope.
2: <laughs> so, so uh, are, now, do you? how's
0: your local... Se- now, you're on the West Coast, correct?
2: Yeah, I'm about an hour and a half from Seattle, so there's okay. really good legacy if I need a good weekend tournament. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm in a small town here, but I get to play online as much as I can. And the online meta is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went from... Zero to like 80 in in skill level playing from in paper to online. So, I mean, it's the, the guys online know their magic. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, totally.
0: Now, do you also play lands
2: online? Do you have a bunch of different decks there? Because I play lands online, I have a bunch of different decks. Um, <laughs> I had a, a fair was, win that, rate. That
1: was a humble brag for our uh, listeners who didn't catch that. <laughs> Just turn all your prize winnings into other decks.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do have a, a problem of opening chests. And after the Death Right Shaman <laughs> ban for the next year, anytime I want, I would open. And then every time cube season comes around, those play points dwindle. But <laughs> yeah, I, I get to stay uh, net neutral. Nice. And I've built up a fair collection. I do have a card hoarder subscription to rent new cards or cards that I don't own. So I think it's 200 ticks. I can rent out at one time, and it's mm-hmm. just—it's like oh, I don't have a cure. And I'm like okay, nice. It doesn't cost me anything, nice. Because I was buying and selling decks, and I was like, oh wait, this this doesn't work.
1: <laughs> nice. That's awesome, awesome.
0: Now, one thing I want to ask you about the double dash, maybe before we get into the uh, the B and R update. Um, so, I'm a huge fan of webcam games. They are my favorite. Like, I'm not a, i do don't love playing Magic online. Is that something you consider for these matches, doing like
2: webcam games instead of doing the Magic Online versions? Absolutely. Um, Magic Online is easier because every person I picked, I knew their uh, Moto account. So that meant that they had the deck and they were mm-hmm. proficient and activating Google Hangouts is easier than setting up. But if we uh, if we make the roster and everyone's down for some webcam matches or... If we did some webcam matches, I trust these players enough that there, there's no funny business going mm-hmm. on with anything. I think right. that uh, that's the only part. If we're playing for bragging rights for a year, you know, the the moto interface is probably the easiest.
0: Yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, and certainly like it's it's the shuffling becomes not an issue, and uh, you know, it just it's they're quicker games overall. Like I, you know, but. I just I do love I, I'm just a big advocate for the webcam games. That's all. That's all. I'd love to see them see him go on more. No,
2: and everybody loves their paper
0: formats. Yeah, you get for to sure. hold the hands. You get to hold your smelly your smelly smelly cards. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Plus, you get to Yu Gi Oh that winning card off the top of the deck and slam it down with a windmill slam. Yeah, you can't really can't really windmill slam on uh, Magic Online.
2: <laughs> no, Newton, Newton can. He says, well, I'm dead unless I pull a natural order.
1: <laughs> and just rips it off the top
2: <laughs> beautiful beautiful
1: beautiful natural order
0: uh all right well uh i, I we could probably start talk about the the big band announcement right
1: from today yeah which is like weird because simultaneously great but also simultaneously like so many people were disappointed by it and i was Shocked at like all the negative reactions until I realized that all the negative reactions were people th- th- saying they didn't go far enough. Mm, mm. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know how true that is. Um, I don't know how long we were in the Snowco meta. I, I just everything blurs together for me. Uh, how long we were in the Snowco metaphor, you know, before Ecoria got released? Um, you know, because I guess we had. Oh, it's so hard to keep track now, but we had Underworld Breach band. Then we were in Snowco. And then Okoria got released like shortly thereafter. So, but obviously, uh, everyone who's listening to this because this gets released on Friday will know you know by now that that Loris and Zerta were both banned um, just because of how format warping they were. Um, well, Can Luris, I just say, sure, gun?
1: I I was very surprised that I they like I thought they were either going to do Loris and nothing else, or they were going to do all the companions. Mm. Like I definitely I knew they weren't going to ban Astrolabe. Like astro, like it's not on Wizards' radar right now because they're so worried about companion. Like mm-hmm. they don't even have room in their their heads to also think about Astrolabe. I was just surprised that they also banned Zerda without banning the rest of the companions as well. Yeah,
0: so I so just from reading the actual like article that was released, and I I don't know how much I agree with it because again I don't I don't play any magic online, so that metagame is not super familiar with to me. Um, but because Luris was, I mean, we all knew that Luris was, a, had like a massive chunk of the metagame there, but I guess Zerto- Luris was definitely getting banned. Yeah, like as Luris- soon as they
1: made the announcement that they were having a ban and restricted list, we're like, everyone. Well, knew- <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad. I actually saw Connor post on Facebook today that his, his foil Luris just came in the mail today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and his, his, his fiance was cackling at him, uh, when he told when you he told her that it was banned so,
1: so I, someone in the facebook group like a week or two ago posted it's like all right let's let's see who uh <laughs> let's see who arrives first international shipping from the us <laughs> to japan or wizards of the coast yep yep <laughs> it was like they their, their lurest uh tracking number <laughs> yep
0: yep so uh so i think uh the Zerta decks, i guess were are getting had, we're showcasing very high win rates as well so that was the uh, that was the reasoning behind banning zerda but uh, one thing we were talking about in the pre-show too that I noticed a bunch of people have pointed out as well was just um, they mentioned you know in the other format section kind of like as they're wrapping up the article that if they saw signs of long-term health issues resulting from the the companion decks they would take steps up to or including changing how the companion mechanic works, which is interesting. Um, be, you know, so I, I again I I would almost like to I would almost rather see them say. You know, compa- like the companion mechanic is banned in, in Legacy, but if you want to play four Lurus in your in your deck, you're allowed to. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's already unprecedented because also Vintage Lurus got banned in Vintage. Yeah, and that's that- the f- that is the first time a card has been banned in Vintage, other than it being like anti or conspiracy mm-hmm. or like basically cards that don't actually exist in a, in an actual game of Magic. Yeah. So, like, this is the first ever card banned for power level reasons in vintage.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a lot of it's because, you know you only need one, right? And you always have access to it where, where the idea like restricted just doesn't make, it
1: doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: can have mox opal or you can have mox, you know, mox Sapphire or whatever, because you can only have one in your deck and good luck drawing it. But this is like, Oh no, 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 you, you will always have the Lurus and guess what? Your opponent can't thought seize it out of your hand. So, (laughs) um, so that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, Jerry, do you, are you excited for this change? Uh, you think it's going to be a good shakeup for the format?
1: Uh yeah, but I still have that feeling that Legacy is in a lame deck format right now because I I see them having another banned announcement. Mm. Like I think now Yurion and Garuda decks are going to start to take over and they're going to start seeing more play and that they're going to end up having to ban uh Urion and Garuda as well. Yes. So it's like I like yes, I love Legacy and I want to play Legacy, but like I just have this feeling where it's like it doesn't actually matter because mm. I just I just don't see the meta staying this way for any length of time.
0: Tim, what do you think? Are you do you think that that Yurion and and Jirud are going to become the 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 face of the of the legacy or do you think that we're in for Snoko? Uh,
2: I think we're in for the 80 card meta. I think that the Ooh. band Snoko with Urion is going to be the the new deck to beat.
1: Yeah, that that's the thing, Pat. Like Yurion is Snoko now. <sighs> like that is Snoko and it's like it's pretty much the undisputed best deck in the meta right now despite mm. the fact that we have no data points, just like it. Right. I mean, it's just it's just so good that just without Luris crafting. holding it back, it yeah. yeah. Well, not even just theory crafting. Like the deck existed, right? Like like eighty card Snoko has existed. It was putting up results. It's just Luris decks were putting up so much more results. It was kind of stuck in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Now it's basically like this was the second best deck, and Wizards just banned the best deck. So by process of elimination, <laughs> this is now the best deck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and I think that's why so many people were upset about the announcement because they thought that at least with an Astrolabe ban, that might have been enough of a hit that the Ureon Snoko decks would would take that they, you know, might get pushed down. But now it's just Wizards, just like yeah, free reign to Snowco, eighty card Snowco.
0: Wow, yeah. Uh, man, I'm not looking forward to eighty card decks in Legacy, man. I gotta say, like I don't play Commander for that reason. I mean, I guess I guess it leads to unusual, like unique play experiences, but. I don't know. It's that's the
1: that's the different that's the thing. Pat is at it, it least the ex- exact opposite of unique play experiences because it's just eighty card Xerox decks right. that are just all trying to do the same thing. Yeah, and it's basically like you choose your kind of like fourth color flavor. Yikes!
0: Yeah, that's not that's not great. I mean, the good news is that like, so I'm I'm kind of torn, right? Because we've seen Legacy in the last year just upended multiple times for right? like every set that seems to come out. Puts a card into the format that, that has been warping it. We had Modern Horizons, War of the Spark. I don't even know which order those came out. I think it was Modern Horizons first, then War of the Spark, then Ikoria. All those sets yeah. have had cards that have had serious impacts. Even, even didn't the core set have Veil of Summer?
1: Well, I th- I think the problem is also that Wizards is, is, yeah, Wizards is releasing broken cards faster than they can ban them. And mm. it's almost that like Oko and Astrolabe has still been in the formats for so long because Wizards is still playing catch up banning Underworld's Breach and Luris and these other yeah. cards that they can't get around. Like we've known that these cards have been a problem for a while. But Wizards is so focused on banning the cars that they released right after them that they haven't had time to come back and and fix these other issues that were released older. And eventually it's going to get to the point where people are just used to them. Like if, if like two years goes by and they haven't banned Oko yet. I don't see them ever banning uh, Elko because now it's just people are used to it.
0: I don't know if I, I don't know if I buy that argument. Sensei's top was in the format for a long time and then got the axe. Deathrite shaman was in the format also for a very long time and got the axe. So I I understand what you're saying. I hope that's and I, I but I don't think that's necessarily the case. It might feel that way because it takes it does seem like it takes a long it takes a lot for them to make a choice to ban something in legacy. Um although it doesn't feel that way because it's happened so often lately. Um but uh but yeah it, man, I they really just have like shaken up the format so many times and like I think legacy players like uh injection of new life into the format every now and then. But I also don't want to be changing my deck every time a standard set gets gets released just to adjust I mean, to I, a metagame.
1: I mean people people bitch and moan about like Wizards banning cards, but it's like if Wizards is going to be releasing cards of this power level this frequently, then this is the rate that they need to ban cards. Like that right. is the one thing I will say about Wizards is... Thank God they banned Lurus now. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if Wizards took the stance like, oh, let's wait for six months of data before we decide to ban Lurus or not? Right, right. Like, if if Wizards is going to be releasing the, this level of of card power level, then yeah, they need to be doing ban and restricted lists like a month after the set is released.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, right? So or in like, this
1: case, like a week after the paper release. So I'm <laughs> I'm
0: kind of torn, right? Because I do love these powerful cards being printed, and it's it's made for. Mm, it's made the standard sets feel a lot more relevant to us legacy players, but at the same time, it feels like they've overshot on the power level in some of these cards and are kind of unapologetic <laughs> about it and saying like we just don't have the resources to to test these cards and I,
1: and I, I just remember to like two years ago Pat being at like Hascon with Gavin and him like asking our opinion it's like so what right. do you guys feel about like the level of of legacy card <laughs> frequency coming out and Wait. we're like we're like yeah it's it feels about right now like this is about the uh, about right amount of legacy cards to come out and he's like oh you you guys don't want like more in a set and we're like ah uh, i guess like a little bit more he goes Oh, <laughs> are, like, are you saying
0: like that this isn't our fault though, right, Jerry? It's not our no, fault. No, no,
1: but just like <laughs> no, but just like thinking, thinking back to like conversations and like what Gavin knew then versus what we knew now. Mm-hmm. Just like I just like it puts that conversation in a whole new context where he's basically like, so you guys like want more legacy cards, right? And we're like. Uh, about this amount is okay. He's like, no, not like turning it up to 11? No, you don't want it up to 11? And I think he was just expecting us to say, it's like, yeah, shovel those legacy cards down our throat. That's what we want.
0: So uh, so Timmy, you had actually sent me a, a really interesting tweet from uh, Peter Vanderham. Uh, he goes by at PVDH underscore magic on Twitter about, it's it's Zecoria. It's like his preview, his legacy set preview, uh, or I guess his, yeah, preview of like what he calls like format warping and then archetype empowering, archetype playable fringe option cards. And his two format warping cards at the top were Luris and Zerta. And so that to me is like oh, like you know, this guy at the very at the very least has like a like maybe one of the best called shots of all time, right? But like, <laughs> just like you know. Here's a guy who like said, "Oh, these two cards are like could be really busted in legacy." And so to me it's like the we don't have the people to to test these formats seems a little hollow. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that Tim, but that's kind of like the vibe I get from that. Yeah,
2: I 100% agree. The the rate that people are stabilizing is lower. Uro, Oko, and Luris Zerda like we're coming in where You know, turns one, two, three were important because, you know, you get out ahead or you set up to stabilize and you stabilize at four. You Wrath at four, you Jace at four, and it used to be four. And now you have to stabilize at three. And so what we're doing is we're eliminating levels of power outside of what was sustainable previously. I I don't like the way that the format's going. The, um, oh, here's a new card every, I mean, I'm good with new Mm -hmm. cards. Dreadhorde Arcanist is a card that's very good. Especially against my favorite deck, but I don't think it's ban-worthy, and I think it's a good inclusion. It makes people play different things. I'd prefer them to be a two-one instead of a one-three, sure. you know. But
0: <laughs> that, that's my personal preference. Range. So <laughs> they,
2: they did they did add cards that were good for the yeah. formats, and then they added a whole bunch of stuff that makes a Legacy a rotating format, and it shouldn't be that that much of a warp. The the Snoko deck is miserable to play against. There's nobody that I've spoken to, nobody who tweets about enjoying playing mm-hmm. Snoko. Like people enjoy checkpile and they banned it. So nobody enjoys Snoko. So can c- can we ban that <laughs> one too?
0: Now, do you think that something like uh, so I've heard the I've heard the argument that like all you need to do to nerf uh, like the Snoko deck is ban Astrolay because that's the card that's really um you know, empowering the deck to do all kinds of the, the busted stuff. Not, I don't want to call it busted because I don't think it's a busted deck per se. But how is you know, it, it's enabling the deck by giving it's an it
1: efficient this... deck. What? It, it's the it's what drives the efficiency of the deck. It, thank
0: you. That's that's exactly what, I, what I'm trying to say here. So, do you think that the astrolabe is like is the the linchpin to nerfing that deck, or do you think like a card like Oko needs to go?
2: I would like to see Oko go, but I think that banning Lab would be enough. Um, it would put them on playing more non-basic lands in order to get their mana Mm -hmm. base. So they would either lose out on some of the power level of ruining the color pie for free, they wouldn't have the extra free artifact all the time, and Wasteland becomes relevant Mm -hmm. again. Um, Early tempo decks, goblins, tribal decks, like everything uses Wasteland to combat go-big mana strategies. And when your go-big mana strategies are gaining six life a turn and playing four colors and blood moon like you can't that's not (laughs) yeah something's off there right
1: (laughs) the way i put it is Oko is annoying because it's in every deck it's in every deck because of astrolabe Mm. like if astrolabe wasn't legal Oko's play would go down significantly and i think people would be less annoyed at Oko because they just wouldn't see it as often Mm
0: -hmm. and and I don't think Oko in itself is like. I mean, it's it's kind of an annoying card, but I don't think it's a broken card in and of itself. I th- I it's think just it's, broken o- it's when overpowered. Can, I just think it's I think it's broken when you can <clears throat> when you can play it on turn three using all basics, right? B- because yeah. generally, generally you would need at least one or one duel to cast them, right?
1: And- a- Astrolabe is just what what causes the issues. Yeah. Like my the, my biggest thing with Astrolabe is that it just makes like traditional, like an entire strategy of magic, which is land, of especially legacy magic, mm-hmm. which is land destruction in the form of like wasteland, back to basics, blood moon. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that those strategies just are not relevant at all anymore is probably the biggest crime of Astrolabe. Yeah, yeah. Understandable.
0: Yeah, I, yeah so I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm I'm glad for the shake-up in, in the metagame right now. I know people are getting upset about, or getting, you know, yeah, they were unhappy about, about the companions,
1: so... I, I'm calling it now, Pat. We're going to have another ban and restricted list in one to two months, where Yorian and maybe Gairuda gets banned, and people are going to be upset again when Astrolabe does I'll not be, get banned. I <laughs> would
0: be surprised. So I haven't played against any of the Giruda decks or Giruda decks, however you say it. But I'd be surprised if that's a deck that gets banned because it doesn't seem that overpowered to me. It's like it's just a fun fun clone deck that sometimes sometimes like will 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 maul you, and other times it's just going to fall out flat in its face.
1: I think if it was the only companion printed, and that was the like, it was like it wasn't a mechanic; mm-hmm. it was just this like interesting one of card. Mm-hmm. It would be fine, but I think it's just going to get hit with collateral damage with all the other companions.
0: Yeah, uh, that's certainly possible.
1: And I just think like the reason why is because its play patterns is not particularly fun. The fact that when it wins, there's just literally nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't care about Leyline of the Void. It doesn't care about Force of Will. Like it's just, it just wins. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be
0: interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, Tim, are there any other like cards outside of Oko that you'd like to see go or that you think are on the chopping block or on the watch list?
2: There are cards that I don't like. I know everyone clamors about Veil. Uh, Veil vale. vale does very little to affect me, but it does invalidate uh, total archetypes. And I don't like seeing combo decks being able to go off. The Veil vale breach was frustrating to sit through. So I would like to see Veil of Summer go to turn on some of the Degenerate Combo decks. like And I think that having... That keeps some of the... Um, if Veil of Summer wasn't printed or was banned, then the AD card Urian wouldn't exist because Ant and Tez could just mm-hmm. eat them for lunch. So I think that having the Gatekeepers there would, would kind of help out I'd like to see Oko gone. I, I do not like mm. that card. I don't think it needs to if they ban Labe, but I, I think Astrolabe needs to go in soon. I think it I, That was a poorly designed...
1: I think it's funny if you think about it that besides the companions, the four most like, ban-worthy cards in Legacy are uh, three green cards and a <laughs> artifact, Ve- Veil, Oko, Uru, and then Astrolabe. <laughs> like, it's just funny that green gets this reputation for being like a ho-hum color that doesn't get as many toys as the other colors but if you look at the ban and restricted list an inordinate amount of the ban and restricted list is green cards and an inordinate amount of problem cards in the meta right now are green cards
2: Yeah, there's this pre-Inistrad format that everyone keeps talking about that's starting to become more and more attractive Planeswalkers that cost three I wouldn't mind getting rid of Teferi and Arset.
1: yeah
0: do do you see enough Narset though to 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 think that it's a problem, or is it just the fact that it's hard? Just... It's available. <laughs>
1: No, it's just like, remember when Teferi and Narset and Karn were problem cards, and then Wizards printed more problem, problem <laughs> cards, so we forgot about it. Yeah, we problems. forget it's about, just... about Karn, four mana Karn, right? <laughs> you, you, know, you know, like when you were a kid, and like, you were crying, and your parents said, like, I'll give you something to cry about? Like, that's Wizards <laughs> right now. Like, that is <laughs> Wizards. <laughs> like, every time we're like, hey, this is a problem, and i like, we'll give you something to cry about. <laughs>
0: All right, Connor. Stop with the supercuts of of Madden players like having made their make that meme instead, please. Make that meme instead.
1: Like honestly, that's what that's what I'm afraid of. This like ban train is that if we follow this ban train to the conclusion, there's going to be like ten or twelve cards that need to be banned to bring legacy back into balance.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. Uh, And I I I think they're going to we're going to see sets that are a bit powered down. Uh, in the near future, out of standard, at least I hope we do, um, if not in the next three to four years when it catches next up to is, when, they, when they're actually designing the sets.
1: Next set is full-on jump the shark, Pat. <laughs> Pat. They're just like, we printed straight-up Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, we printed a one-card Exodia. Do you remember when... <laughs> Gus, one Phyrexian colorless mana. <laughs> Win the game. Yeah,
0: it's it's been <laughs> wild, man. I gotta sh- give a shout out to like the Magic Online metagame though, because they are able to point out the issues a lot faster than the paper metagame ever has been able to. And I think that Wizards uses the Magic Online data to drive a lot of these decisions that are made for for um, for the banned and restricted announcements. So, um, you know, as much as like as as much as I don't, am not into like Magic Online just just because it's not my thing. Um, it it certainly has helped weed out some of these problem cards for us.
1: Here's an idea, wizards. Like I'm sure some people are going to take out the pitchforks when I say this because this is hearsay. But how about this? How about you release sets on Magic Online like six months before the paper set release? See what the issue is, and then just take those cards out before <laughs> the paper set releases. <laughs> like that's that's kind of have your cake so, and eat so it. So do too. you like that, that way? You get the you flexibility. The pa- so
0: <laughs> these cards are made way like way before they like so do they just
1: about six months before like you're telling me with a six month lead time wizards can't change the print run i I think they
0: can i I, that's i don't know man that seems like a hard sell i would say that like maybe
1: however like in a year however long you have to do like release the beta version of the set on magic online our, our friend rich
0: shea had said uh you know why don't you just like show the sets to some like well-known legacy players who would probably do it for free, at least give it a Passover and be like, "Oh, these cards might be a problem. Uh, and I, I kind of pushed back a little bit and I was like, I don't think people who are qualified are going to do things like that for free. At least I wouldn't like, I mean, not that I'm qualified,
1: but like, well, no, if they do it, if they do it for free, they're going to turn around and get that information because they used to have, they used to have the God books. So in the early days of magic, before the internet was as popular, Wizards would send a God book of the sets to writers mm-hmm. so they could, like, look over the cards and come up with ideas and then write articles about them. Uh-huh. And what happened is these, these authors who got the God book turn around and were selling them and giving that information to the Pro Tour teams Ooh. who would use it to test early. And it was giving these Pro Tour teams an unfair advantage at the Pro Tour 'Cause they got, you know, X amount of months. Wasn't extra it like a big actually... scandal? One of... It was. It was a huge scandal back in the Wasn't day. Wasn't it in Worlds? Um, Someone
0: got him in wor- at Worlds and I, I don't recall the story, but
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um But yeah, so like that's that's the issue with that is like, yeah, if you show these to like a select group of legacy players, especially when you're talking about a legacy centric cards, mm-hmm. you know, that's gonna lead to like buyouts and stuff. That's, like that.
0: That was my thing, is like if you're giving you know, if you give a it's just – and it's also weird because they already have – an. I wouldn't say they have an issue with leaks, but they are very cognizant of leaks coming and giving more people access to cards before the release seems like a, something they wouldn't want to do. I get where Rich yeah. is coming from, but I don't think it's something that's a feasible alternative.
1: As I say, it, level the playing fields. Let everyone see it all at once. Release that set on Magic Online like six months early, and then when they release it in paper, you just pull those cards. Pull those cards. If
0: you, if you open it, you, you get to mail it in for like uh, I don't know uh, a, uh, a free
1: booster pack.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say like uh, a, spy a free ring, Magic, a spy ring, free X-ray Magic, classes, glasses. You know, cool stuff. You get a free like...
1: Magic Arena draft. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we're probably going to end up talking more about the the updated metagame next week uh, when we have a, a week's worth of of uh, decks that are out. We'll see the, like the challenge results and the league results and all that. We'll kind of see where things are going. Um, but let's get into scoops and poops before we get out of here, Jerry scoops. All right. So uh so Tim every week we do scoops and poops which are basically just like shout-outs that we want to give, you know, good things that we see in the community or just in in our lives in general. And then if you have something that's that's bothering you, you want to poop on it, you can you can do that in the poop section as well. So uh well Jerry, we'll we'll let you go first this week. Who do you want to scoop in the top 8?
1: Man, controversial Pat. Controversial, but I'm going to scoop in Wizards of the Coast. Ooh, okay. Uh I th- I think they made a tough decision with You know, banning and calling attention to this uh, issue with the companions and actually acting as quickly as they did with getting that ban out the door, which I know people would have wished it was sooner, uh, myself included. But the fact that they banned it this quickly was surprising. And I think definitely a step in the right direction that if they are going to release cards of this power level, that they need to act quickly Mm -hmm. like they did. So I do want to give Wizards props for that. Nice. Any uh, any poops? Also, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> uh, for not going far enough. Uh, a, for not banning more cards. I think all of the companions should have been banned. Mm. Should have just been a clean slate. Say, you know what? These were a mistake. All companions are banned. Um, I also would have liked to see an Astrolabe ban, even though I was not expecting it in any regard. It would have been nice to see an Astrolabe ban. Um, and also, I think like them not banning it in the other formats is just like a clear market play Hmm. like they banned it in legacy and vintage because uh we like they know that legacy and vintage players don't buy booster packs but they didn't ban it in pioneer and modern even though these cards are also problems in those formats because those players are more likely to buy the cards Hmm. so poops on them for not banning. Do,
0: do you think there's a conspiracy with the companions being printed at rare instead of mythic rare so people weren't too upset when rares were banned versus mythic rares
1: I think that's like a little tin foil hat. You think so? I don't, like, I think in order in order for that to be true, like wizards needs to have the precognition to like know that this issue was going to happen, well, which I don't think they I, they did. I think they
0: did because Maro wrote an article about it five years ago about them doing this exact having yeah, this exact same mechanic, and the, and the test saying this is not a fun mechanic.
1: Maro also doesn't know what he had for breakfast, Pat. <laughs> so like I like I I just I don't buy that tin hat
0: theory. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still holding on to that one. Uh, Tim, yeah. If do you want to scoop anyone in the top eight this week? I mean, you have a whole host of competitors on the show. I don't know if you can scoop <laughs> them all in the top eight, but you can try.
2: Well, if if I can't list them all, I'm not going to pick favorites, but I, I will give a, an extra prop to Jonathan Sukenik, WatchWolf92. He has been absolutely spectacular. Uh, My competitors are great, but if I can only name a couple, (laughs) I gotta pick uh, John. Thank you very much. Yeah,
1: we need to have John on the show too. Yeah,
0: he's yeah he's on my he's on my short list of guests for sure.
2: Uh, uh, any any poops? I think I got to go for Rosewater and his Twitter. Hey, did we screw up anywhere else? <laughs> I think that was, um, wait, did he actually, he most, did he
1: actually tweet that? Like, <laughs>
2: uh, it, it wasn't those words exactly, but he's like, oh, so what other cards do you think were design flaws? And I was like, you don't want to open no, that can of <laughs> worms. Cause now you think the community thinks that you listen to them and that, that's not a president you want yeah. to set. <laughs> like, because you don't. Not
0: only, not only are magic players insufferable, but we know everything as well. And that's just, like, that's just... Man, yeah, you're
2: setting yourself how up like, for a bad much, time.
1: How much does Astrolabe cost? Like, 25 cents? <laughs> 25 cents?
2: Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's a common. So,
1: so if I mail Rosewater 3,000 copies <laughs> of Astrolabe... <laughs> With a printout copy of that tweet, <laughs> <Did they? laughs> like that's like I just I take the FedEx box full of astrolabes and I just wrap it in that tweet oh printed out God. a million times. That would
0: be Jerry. I would I will pay for half of that. Should
1: I- we start a Patreon for that, Pat? <laughs> Should we start a GoFundMe to mail Rosewater 1 million Astrolabes? Oh my God, that's,
0: if we could buy every Astrolabe of the market and mail them to just take them back, please. <laughs> yeah.
1: We are returning. We as the community are returning these to Wizards of the Coast. Please lock them away.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. Use these for use these to put stickers on for test cards for your next sets when you actually yeah. test them for older formats, please.
1: Well let, let us know on the Facebook group, guys, if you want us to start a GoFundMe. to buy every every astrolabe and Jerry and
0: I definitely won't misappropriate <laughs> the funds to actually go to Mexico for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Look, guys
1: this is martini shaped like an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um all right, uh I gonna. I have quick scoops this week. Uh want to thank Gary aka Darkview. He's on our uh, on our uh, he's on our Discord. He's one of our patrons. He uh he got to uh uh spank me a couple for a couple games uh this past weekend. So wanna thank him for that. We had a good time uh just chatting and uh I also like opened it up for other patrons if they wanted to uh to bird our games in the Discord. That that that's actually where we did it. We did it over Discord, so people who are part of it could just like bird our games and that was really cool. So thanks to people who watched and thank you for for Gary for the games. We had a really good time and I hope to do it again soon uh probably this week actually. Um also want to uh, scooping in top eight. Uh again, Jonathan Sukenic uh had a really good time with him. I have never actually spoken to him before, and then we got to hang out for like two and a half or three hours, whatever, and ha- we had a nice time. Uh uh, he was just he was fantastic to work with, um, super knowledgeable, and uh it just you just has a, a real talent for for the commentating. So uh that was awesome. And then and Tim, I wanna I wanna scoop you in the top eight as well, man. I want to thank you first of all for the opportunity to come on the Double Dash. Uh it was a really it was a lot of fun um uh it was it was great to see you know there was some we got to watch some awesome games during that and uh and I just want to also thank you just for for being a part of the legacy community and uh and you know putting content out there for people to watch and keeping this you know this format really alive and breathing especially during a time when there's really no paper being played at all um i mean the timing was was pretty pretty fantastic in in that sense so I want to thank you for that i it it's you know, having streamed our share of events, live events, it's a lot of work, and um, I think people who haven't done it before, uh, they they should really take time and appreciate that. And um, you know, check out you know the these these events that are going on every every Thursday at uh, twitch.tv slash Schultz Cubed, um, eight Eastern, five uh, Pacific. Um, check those out at the uh, the link that's in the show notes as well. And, and thanks for coming on the show today, man. It was awesome to have you.
2: No, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, uh Jerry, uh do we have anything else before we get out of here?
1: Uh no, Pat. Oh, uh you need to thank Justin. Well,
0: yeah, no, I haven't I haven't gone through all of our I haven't gone through our spiel yet. Uh, uh okay, okay well you haven't hit you haven't hit you haven't
1: hit play on the recording no, yet. No, I haven't hit play on the
0: recording <laughs> yet. Uh so uh make sure you guys follow uh like I said, twitch.tv slash Schultz and you're at schultzcubed on Twitter, right? Correct. Yeah, so so follow him. Uh you get all the kinds of information, get updates on the on the uh, the double dash there, and you get to root for your favorite decks. So I think I think blue red delver is being played.
2: Is it this week? Um, let me check the schedule. Yeah, sorry. I, so <laughs> I, I, I'm excited that lands is playing. So okay, if you ask me, I'll tell you.
1: Uh, so blue red delver is going to get smashed by lands.
0: No, no, they're thing. not in the same. They're not in the same bracket, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. it's okay. okay. No, it's okay.
2: So this week it's uh Grixis Delver versus Eldrazi. Oh, okay, it's the opposite. So it's uh, lands and depths, and then Grixis Delver versus Eldrazi. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. So definitely, definitely check that out this week, guys. Um, and of course, don't forget to uh, to like, follow, subscribe the stuff that we do. Uh, if you want to follow the show, it's on Twitter at lalmtg. You can follow Jerry at jme3rd. You can follow me at Pat Uglow. Uh, the stream is twitchtv legacy. You can support us on Patreon if you want to support support the show directly. That's patreoncom legacy. Find us on Hipsters of the Coast. You can join the Facebook group. It's a great place where we uh, kind of um, you know accumulate all this other legacy content, content creators. So you know post on there a lot. You can have great conversations. It's a good place to find people playing the game. Uh, so join the Facebook group, and of course you can email us, leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And as always, shout out to our editor Justin Lutz. He's our audio tech, sound engineer, and uh, I just found out this week that he's working on a cure for rabies. So that's pretty cool.
1: no wow. oh, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it's too bad when he finds it. It's it's uh, gonna get overshadowed by all this Corona stuff. So but, <laughs> that's you know. what you Thanks. say, but history will history will tell. <laughs> history will the real t- Thanks for solving those problems that we're all forgetting hey,
0: about. Just three Americans every year suffer from rabies, so you should. It, it's important.
1: Is it really only three? Are more people die from falling coconuts than rabies? I don't know? I learned either. that on
0: the office. It might not be a real
1: fact. I don't think that's a real fact. <laughs> I don't. Also, don't think those stats stay consistent through the years, Pat. I think it's different. I
0: think. I think the same three people get rabies every year. Actually. Uh, uh, okay, it's a it's a recurring disease. I, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks everyone for hanging out this week. <laughs> We're gonna catch you guys next week.
1: <laughs> Bye.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go on down to
0: want to say hi to everyone? That's Jerry and Tim. Say hi.
2: Hi.
0: All right, go to bed, okay? Love you. That's that's mine. That's mine. Go. Which I'll talk about later, too. Luke, what's up, buddy? Luke. Hey, you got to go to bed. Go. Go. Out. Out, out, out. Sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry, Justin. You can fix that in post.